0: These 10 poor actors attempted to push the limitations of their well-known on-screen personas and roles, and go for broke with a different type of performance altogether, only for them to painfully regret it in the end. Being a chameleon just isn't for everyone. I'm Gareth from WhatCulture.com and here are 10 actors who tried to play against type and failed. Number 10, Elijah Wood, Green Street Hooligans fame and success can lead to typecasting, as Elijah Wood soon found out after he played Frodo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings series. So, pitch perfect was he as the innocent young hobbit that there weren't a lot of other different roles being offered to him afterwards. Props to him then, as he tried to drastically shake up his image by starring in this UK football hooligan drama back in 2005. Wood is about as far away from an East London hellraiser as you can get though, but that's also the point of the film I guess, as he plays an innocent yank that is adopted by a tough football firm and is transformed into a tough street fighter. Yeah, despite the entire movie of Green Street Hooligans being structurally built around Wood's character arc, he's never able to make that convincing transition into a hard gazer in the end. With his showy stunt casting being moot and plain awkward at times, Wood would fare much better in later against type roles like Sin City and especially Maniac. You just really couldn't buy him as a tough Cockney ass kicker. Number nine, John Travolta, The Fanatic. John Travolta's career has had its fair share of highs and lows, but in recent times we've seen a bit more of the lower category, it must be said. Aside from a solid turn in American Crime Story, though, if that still counts as recent. With that said, he's been working hard to get some of that old comeback magic really going. One of his more recent turns in Fred Durst's unsuccessful 2019 thriller The Fanatic has the ever suave Danny Zuko transform himself drastically into an awkward mullet-sporting psychotic movie fan. It's a shocking image swap, certainly. But one that ultimately fails to pay off. Travolta gives the movie his all, but it all boils down to over the top mannerisms and goofy quirks, never making him feel like an actual human. It doesn't help that the film itself is pretty subpar overall. You get anything but chills with this one, trust me. Number 8 Tom Hanks' Bonfire of the Vanities. Tom Hanks is that reliable actor who swayed from comedy to drama to Oscar gold, rarely making a false step on the way. There have been interesting turns when he played against type, Road to perdition and the lady killers were certainly memorable. But one black spot on his career has to be this bizarre misuse of his persona. Bonfire of the Vanities was an expensive flop that managed to make a big mess of the highly regarded source material. It has several problems working against it, yet Hanks' casting is one of the more blatant errors. with the ever actor playing a shallow, master of the universe stock trader. Hanks is always watchable. That's just the given, right? But the entire film balances on us cheering for his comeuppance. And, well, he's just too likeable for this to work. His warmth and charm just etched through what should have been a smarmy and despicable character. He's just too nice, right? It's too nice. Number 7. Matthew Fox, Alex Cross Matthew Fox started as the scruffy but handsome older brother on Party of Five, then landed the lead role of Dr. Jack in Lost, a show that would go on to become that era's pop culture phenomena. Before the backlash, mind, through six seasons of that barmy show, he showed dramatic pathos and solid leading man quality, helping ground proceedings when they went off the rails. He was a shoe in for a Hollywood breakthrough, but that just never happened. A few dud rolls and some drunken scandals made things get cold for Fox quickly. He then drastically attempted to shake his image up by transforming himself into an insanely muscular and frightening serial killer in the 2012 Alex Cross reboot. In all fairness, Fox was actually quite decent in the film. Sure, his transformation did most of the acting, but hats off to the dedication. Still, it was a bad move to do it for such a subpar movie. One that flopped with both critics and the box office, making his efforts quickly forgotten. Until now, and then they'll get forgotten again. Number 6. Vince Vaughn – Psycho Brownie points to Vince Vaughn for his more recent no-nonsense turns in Brawl in Cell Block 99 and dragged across concrete, where he transformed into an utterly convincing badass in those glorious gritty features. It was a feat only more impressive due to his failures to push his boundaries in the past. After creating a reliable comedy persona to lean on, there were the rare occasions where Vaughn attempted to break off into drama, thrillers, or dark comedies. He would always do just about enough to send you home satisfied, except as a recasted Norman Bates for Gus Van Sant's Psycho remake, where he was just downright embarrassing. It didn't help that the bar was set so high by Anthony Perkins, but even so, Vince's tall, confident build simply didn't fit the awkward recluse, and the performance is all bland surface with none of the necessary rich layers. Number 5. Clint Eastwood Paint Your Wagon Clint Eastwood is one of the most commanding screen presences in cinema. Even in a subpar project, he always oozes a captivating cool that makes things watchable. Well, aside from this rightfully forgotten effort, riding high on his mid-60s superstar breakthrough into cinema, Eastwood made the baffling decision to do a western musical by the name of Paint Your Wagon, where he plays the all-singing love interest. Now, most people believe that Eastwood could do just about anything, even beat up a wild bear with one hand tied behind his back. But singing is unfortunately not one of those things. The legendary star utterly murders the songs he's given, plus can do little else with the vanilla role he'd been handed. There's a good reason why this remains a well-forgotten misstep in this iconic actor's filmography. Number 4. Molly Ringwald – Malicious Rewind back to the mid-80s, and actress Molly Ringwald could not get any hotter as a teen icon. She was John Hughes' muse, with him putting her in a series of iconic movies, turning her girl-next-door persona into pop culture gold. Ringwald eventually wanted to break away from his mentorship into more mature roles, though. But it was the wrong move in the end. Less than a decade after her last Hughes role, she had fallen into obscurity. It only smarted more due to her turning down the female leads in both Ghost and pretty woman. The only thing left to do for Ringwald was to go drastically against type, as a seductive psychopath in this lacklustre retread of fatal attraction. Ringwald wasn't terrible in Malicious, but just bland, neither frightening nor sexy, with the stunt casting coming a good six years after anybody cared. 3. Keanu Reeves, The Watcher Following a recent career-defining run as John Wick, plus plenty of stellar cameos and live appearances, not to mention a supporting role in Cyberpunk 2077, you could say that Mr. Keanu Reeves' career could not be any hotter at the moment. As lovable as the fellow may be, though, there's no denying his limits as an actor. That hasn't stopped him trying to push his range several times over the years to painful results, however. Early culprits included him trying to go Victorian in Dracula and Shakespearean in Much Ado About Nothing. Still, if you want to see the worst offender, it's his try at menacing and dark with The Watcher. It doesn't help that the film was a miserable train wreck altogether, but Reeves playing a sinister serial killer did not help matters. His soft-spoken, floppy-haired showing is about as frightening as a newborn chick wielding a dagger. Yep, I'll just leave you with that. Number 2. Topher Grace Spider-Man 3 Topher Grace got viewers' attention as the dorky and snarky Eric on That 70s Show. He then left the series during peak ratings to start a movie career and break away from said typecast, but everyone just wanted him in dorky and snarky roles. What a dilemma. All except for director Sam Raimi, that is, who for some bizarre reason thought he would be great as the ultimate menace of Peter Parker, Eddie Brock, aka Venom, for Spider-Man 3. In all fairness, the movie has plenty wrong with it outside of Grace's messy attempt at creating a terrifying villain. But it's also a blatant showcase of why Grace often struggled to break from his sitcom origins, as he plays it simply like Eric in a symbiote suit. Sure that floats some of these boats out their mind? Number one, Elizabeth Berkeley Showgirls. At present, Saved by the Bell is but an ironic blip in the fast-moving tides of pop culture, despite the existence of a new revival series. So it is hard to put context into just how sensational the casting of Elizabeth Berkley in a stripper movie initially actually was. Berkley played the studious, impossibly straight-edge student Jessie Spano in the popular 90s kids show. Then, with her landing the lead in Showgirls, a new raunchy blockbuster by the duo behind Basic Instinct, it was a casting against type move that sent ripples across hollywood unfortunately berkeley wasn't able to hit the ground running with this performance to put it lightly sure she could pull off some impressive physical maneuvers throughout but had about as much acting depth as a shallow pond ironically though showgirls has become a tongue-in-cheek camp classic and much of that earned status is helped by berkeley's part in the project a role that goes for broke but goes up in flames in the process